wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Oh, and another crazy week in wrestling it was. But I will start with the latest that just happened on SmackDown. I hope the the best divorce lawyers in San Jose and Boston are available because Bailey just filed for divorce. It's everyone's been expecting it, and it finally happened tonight. Um, Bailey, Bailey and Sasha were trying to get the tag titles back from Nia and Shayna Baszler. Did not work during the process. I mean, during the match, Sasha hurt her knees, and she was trying to get out of the ring. Refused medical assistance. Bailey said, I'll get, I'll help you out and everything like that. And then, bam. And then started to waylay on her for like about five minutes and culminating with an elbow off the turnbuckle onto Sasha while her neck's in a chair. It's like, I've been expecting this coming, but I originally hoped that Sasha would have turned it on Bailey. Oh, man. Jolly. I fucking called it. I said that <laughs> Bailey would beat that ass. I said it. I said it from day fucking one. That when they finally split, it was going to be Bailey going full fucking heel bomb on Sasha. They're going to make Sasha the face, and they're going to make Bailey the heel. Even though, yeah, but still, I fucking called it. I cannot wait because I know she's quote-unquote going to be out for a little bit, but that is because there's a certain show that apparently that she's on that needs press. So we'll see what happens. But I got to say, Miss Mercedes went to the school of Adam Copeland on how to twitch when somebody tries to break their necks. I saw that clip, and she was twitching like he was. I was like, ooh, that's so... Mm. Yeah, I saw, like, the arm and everything. It was just like, that, that, was, that was just fucking beautiful. I mean, it was vicious. It was fantastic. And, Becky, wherever you are, I am hoping you are happy that she finally... That Bailey finally defeated that blue... Blue-haired, <laughs> blue wavy, wacky tubular psychopath that was next to her. And Charlotte, I hope you whisper into Sasha's ear that she is no longer irrelevant and that Sasha will eclipse Bailey in this feud. So I'm looking forward to this. They're saying that she could be back. um, They're talking about Hell in a Cell or even keeping her out until Royal Rumble, which... I don't think you can do because there's, I mean, there's women, but I don't, I just don't know. You're going to be down three of the four horsewomen. You're going to put the, the company shoulders on Bailey. Who's that? We don't even know who the hell the top baby face is on SmackDown. Is it Naomi? Because unfortunately I'll say this right now, Naomi's a better heel. And I think that, you know, she needs to get back in her bad ways to get back to the title. You got Lacey, who's a heel. You have Carmella, who... Did she come back tonight? 
I don't know why she was trending. She wasn't on the show. So you got Carmella, who's enjoying golden showers with Corey somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, who else, women-wise, on, on, on SmackDown is there? Mandy. You got Mandy, so, but she's, you know, bringing ham sandwiches to Otis. Mm-hmm. And Tamina, but there's no clear baby face right now. The only other thing that I could speculate that they could do and bring this person back as a baby face would be Sonia. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, let's say, you know, Sonia comes back and she's still in her daddy mentality, right? Right. Now, daddies aren't necessarily bad people. They're sexy-ass people that take control. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Daddy DeVille can come out and put Bailey in her place. I just, I, I feel that with everything that's going on in, in Sonya's life, I think that it would be better for her to come back as a face to rid herself of the negativity that she has been going through. Right. And then, of course, it's like, I mean, I don't see her getting wrapped up into it very anytime soon and everything, but of course, there is always Nikki, but she's got, like, the whole thing with Alexa going right now, so I don't know if Alexa put... Yeah, that that's a whole other thing, too. It's like, you know, you got the Alexa-Nikki storyline, and I guess there's there's rumors that they might turn that tag team into a, a, a heel faction. They're saying that, you know, the Fiend might get in touch with um, Nikki and bring out the Twisted Sister back, which I'd be for, to be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah, damn straight. Me too. I've been missing that. SmackDown could use a little more chaos. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kayla, what you thinking? Um, I'm actually kind of glad that they uh, did the whole thing with Bailey and the whole turn, because in a way, she's been one in it for a while um, of what I've seen with how she turned on Sasha. little brutal, but like I said, the way that they really want to make this heel uh, turn official, definitely, um, the way she did it was perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Like, once they actually open up this uh, feud even more with them, it's going to be epic. Um I kind of hope that if they are going to bring Sasha back, it's going to be hell in a cell. Um, um, they do bring her back for that. That'd be great. Royal Rumble. Well, yeah, well, that, that could work too. That's too Yeah, long. that's a little too long. But I'm just saying, um, but I would definitely love to see the hell in a cell match and for her to rightfully claim that SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, and as far as the women's division, I was looking at it as Jolie was speaking yeah, there's she's basically named everybody that's on there. And they did have Ember Moon on there, but when's she supposed to come back? Uh it's it still could be a bit for her because it's like she had the Achilles and I think she's trying to fight a second surgery, so But hmm. they did have that interesting little I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> yeah. That little interesting vignette with the woman walking in high heels and at first I thought it was Lacey, but there would be no need for them to rebrand Lacey right now because she's already branded as a heel. Right. So I think that 
it could be a not Aaliyah. Um, Chelsea. It could be Chelsea Green, or it could be not Aaliyah, but the other one that was with uh, Aaliyah. Vanessa Bourne. Yes. Okay. It could be her because you really couldn't tell skin color because of the hue. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very pink and purplish, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like it, it's like they only have like the like the from like the cap down, and it's just like they have like the purple and the pink and everything. So it's just like the colors like mixing in, and so it's like you really can't tell who it is. Yeah, so it that's actually very very interesting that like you got that going on. So I'd be interested if they they did finally. Uh, put um, Vanessa or Chelsea onto SmackDown because they do need a little bit more lifeline because you've got a little bit more crazy feud-wise and volatility-wise onto Raw when it comes to the women's division. I mean, I kind of do hope at Clash of Champions Nia loses that fucking title to an actual proper tag team. Because uh, I would yeah. rather see her feud with Shayna to feud with Asuka. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I think all three of us are pretty pro uh, Riot Squad for that match. <laughs> all right, so one of the other big storylines from SmackDown was we did have Roman returning with his Universal title with his special counsel now. He's no longer an advocate. He's a counsel uh, being Paul Heyman. And they were, um, the main event was originally supposed to be a fatal four-way between Big E, Sheamus, Matt Riddle, and King Corbin to crown the number one contender to fight Roman at Clash of Champions. Uh, Sheamus, sore loser, uh, took out Big E during the process of the show. And surprisingly enough, Biggie was replaced by Jay Uso. And then we get to the main event, and Mr. Jay Uso ends up winning. So, cousin versus cousin at Clash of Champions. Kayla, what you thinking? Hmm. Um, well, I will say this Jay ain't gonna win. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, but, um, I think it would be a good um, kind of interesting match if it's played right. Because um, I've always kind of just, they've always been on each other's side. So I think it would actually be quite interesting. Um, I really don't know, cannot remember exactly why Jimmy went out, but I think it might be kind of interesting for maybe Jimmy might return, you know, kind of help out or try to help out. Um with the situation, but um, as far as cousin versus cousin, that's cousin versus cousin match for the Universal Championship. <laughs> if I do a prediction article, I think I might have, might how I do it. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, I think it'll be pretty good because um, one, it's just not somebody off the walls challenging him. It's somebody that he knows very well in the ring Jay knows him very well in the ring, so it's going to be very interesting. And I'm sure Mr. Walrus over there, Paul Heyman, is going to have some kind of say-so in this, but um, yeah. But I do well, look actually, forward to it, though. Well, to actually, it. it was like 
during the show, um, Jay, I, uh, Jay was like questioning Roman as far as like, um, do you really trust him after everything that happened with Brock? He's like, well, I got this, I got this. And then Jay found out he was in the match and he wants to thank Roman. He was like, well, you don't have to thank me. Paul did all that. So it's like, I think this might be kind of a way to kind of entice them in. So it's it's like building like the heel faction on this end with the bloodline and everything. You know that you say that? Paul Heyman? cannot believe I'm saying this, but, you know, I've always kind of admired his work, even though he was with Brock. Um, I would have to say Paul Heyman. Well, yeah, that trend a long time ago, but still. He can get kind of annoying when he goes out there and starts running his promos, is what I'm saying, you know. But but Roman Reigns and the Usos, Paul Heyman guys, I could dig it. (laughs) That's all I got to say about it. Can you dig it, it, Jolie? That's not a spoiler. I'm sorry. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. That is what how I feel is going to happen because Jimmy is actually out with a knee injury, which should be up to six to nine months. And they said he could be back by Royal Rumble. So this this gives Jay and Naomi plenty of time to form a faction with Paul E. Heyman. And gotta say, right there, what you just said is the perfect fucking name for them. The Bloodline. And Brand it. And I will say this. When it comes for Eye of Talent, when it comes for being the best carnival barker in the world, no matter how great Vince McMahon is at putting the spectacle in front of us, Paul Heyman makes you invested. Paul Heyman lights a spark that makes people talk. Paul Heyman is the magician that helps pull the strings of Vince McMahon's puppet show. (laughs) So when it comes to all this, I love the fact that they're using Paul Heyman. I love that he's not calling it the yard anymore. It's an island. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that, you know, they're, they're going back to their roots and, I kind of hope that when Jimmy comes back, that they go back to their roots and start performing the haka again. Because when they started coming out and doing that, I got fucking chills. Because ah, I, yeah. I love when they do the haka. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so primal. It's so them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Usos, whether they're brightly colored or in the penitentiary. I, um, they, they, They've always been a tag team that has ranked up there. They are better than the Young Bucks, you stupid, dumb ass, super kicking motherfuckers. <sighs> that was like the one thing that um, I thought whenever the whole promo in the beginning and everything with uh, Paul and Roman, like calling it the island, calling him a chief. And you can tell, like, this is a different, uh, this is a different scenario with Paul because his promo alone, he was like very low, low, had a very low tone. He wasn't screaming. He wasn't like feeling like he was going like, to almost have a heart attack or lose his voice or anything like that. This is definitely like a different, um, segue and everything. And, yeah, it's like I'm absolutely. It's like I'm very intrigued, and I'm very, and I'm so much loving this, 
Well, you also have to think about this when it comes to Paul and Brock Lesnar, Brock needed that energy. He needed, he needed Paul's energy to get the crowd enticed. The only time that I, like, I honestly have loved Brock Lesnar and I used to like him back in the day when he first joined. I loved his match against Kurt Angle where I thought he killed himself with that shooting star press. Um, Him losing to Eddie Guerrero. You know, I thought that he did a great job putting people over. He's actually, he was a little bit dangerous to begin with, but he got very safe. But, you know, the one time where Brock kind of shined was when he was Brock in the bank. And he's just having fun with it. And, you know, that was when Paul didn't have to be loud or anything like that. He actually had to tell tell Brock when he had to use the contract. So, like, that was one of the, the funner times of, like, you know, Brock and Paul. But Paul, Heyman brought the energy, brought the fire. Like, yeah, Brock standing there jumping around looking like a fucking pit bull about to break off his leash. Yeah. But like with Roman, Roman can say his own promos. Mm-hmm. But with, with Heyman, and if he's calling himself the chief, he, he's his, he, Heyman has to go into a different role of being a subordinate instead of being an equal, which he was with Brock in a sense. Yeah. So now he's more of the consigliere to Roman's godfather. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I could, yeah, you could tell things were different when he's like calling himself his counsel now instead of an advocate. Exactly, consigliere. <laughs> I gotta look that up. It's basically, uh, con- uh, consigliere is like the right hand to the mafia boss. He's the lawyer. Ah. He's the fixer. He knows. He knows whose pockets to grease, what to do. So when you have Jay thanking Roman and he said Paul did it all. He's basically being his consigliere. Just watch Godfather. It's a great fucking movie. Okay. I'll take that I'll take that I'll take that to the side. <laughs> all right. So Twitter blew up uh this afternoon and I'm saying this afternoon because yes our episodes come out on the Tuesday but we all all three of us have work schedules so we fit this in on the weekends recording whenever we can. So we're co- recording this on Friday night. Okay. So Twitter blew up this afternoon because apparently Vince had enough with the superstars uh, using third party platforms like Cameo, Twitch or whatever. Uh, Patreon, I think is included. And he's uh, given the superstars until October 2nd to shut, shut them all down. And, the first thing I thought about, and I tweeted, and I texted both y'all this and everything, and I even tweeted it myself. I was like, going, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And yes, some things I know, you, they may be under contracts with this and that. And some of the superstars are earning money, some for charity, some are keeping it and everything like that. But the superstars are also using this to interact with their fans. And some people cannot afford $125 virtual meet and greet. And so it's like, Dolly, is Vince losing it or is he within his rights to do this? Um, it's a little, a little bit of both in all, in all honesty. And with Cameo, 
some of the people that cost cost one twenty five would probably be triple that on Cameo. And with like with Twitch, a lot of times you have to be a subscriber to actually even interact with the people. So that's at least five ten dollars right there a month. TikTok is also included, I heard. And the first thing that popped in my mind was, oh, thank you, Jesus fucking Christ. I never have to see another one of Lana's fucking dance videos again. There is a blind, three-legged cat with half a tail that has more talent and more rhythm than she will ever have. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's kind of funny that TikTok got thrown in there when TikTok is actually a part of a storyline. So... Is Vince within his rights? If I read the part of the contract that um, David Brixping put out, um, he kind of does have the right to do this. Now, the people can fight it, but he's got an army of lawyers. And it probably wouldn't be worth it. And you now have the likes of AEW and impact stars all like, you know, just like cussing out everything. And we don't even know if this is actually real. There has actually been no secret memo leaked. There has been no recordings leaked. You would think with the amount of bitching that (laughs) Vince McMahon does, somebody some stooge, some intern is going to record this shit and put it out there. Because let me tell you, if my job started doing shit like that, or if I was working for a company that started doing shit like that, you're damn right my ass would be recording it and sharing it for the world to hear. Now, until I actually see a physical document that says cease and desist, the likes of Up, Up, Down, Down, and all those other shows are, are going to be fine. I mean, we've noticed that Paige has changed her name to her real name. Mia Yim has changed her name to her real name. Dakota Kai goes by Charlie Girl. Um, I don't know. I think Jessamine Duke goes by, like, only game or Gamer or something like that. She, she has – it's not even her real name. And technically, you know – does she even count? Uh, Shane is on there. You've got Selena Vega that does. I mean, that's Selena Vega. You got Adam Cole that does Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually pretty tiered up. He actually has his own emotes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Selena does t- uh, Twitch too. Okay, so Selena does Twitch. I know she does YouTube, and I know a lot of people do YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing with YouTube, though that they can actually get away with keeping YouTube channels is it make sure if it's not monetized. If it's not a monetized thing, if like you don't have to pay to subscribe uh, to join to subscribe, then you don't have to worry about it. But again, this is getting into dicey territory because you've got the Mandy's donuts, mm-hmm. um the CrossFit that Becky does that Seth does that he does you have to pay to be a part of it to talk to him yeah 
So it, it's a very dicey situation. Now, I understand the whole Twitch and streaming thing because, you know, I'm debating on doing that myself when it comes to the forum, but I have to, I have some things I have to decide first. Um, the first episode will be coming out within the next two weeks. I just have a lot going on right now to figure everything out, but that's just a minor plug for that, but it is happening. (laughs) But I haven't decided because I can start streaming on Twitch. Okay. And work with it that way. And I can start streaming on YouTube. There's, this is such a dicey situation that, you know, can I make money off this? That's fine. The cameos, I kind of understand why Vince is pissed. Because you've got the likes of Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss charging close to three, four hundred dollars for two, three minutes. Well, they could probably do that through the WWE and they would get a portion, the stars would get a portion. Just like with the cameo, because cameo actually has to get a portion of it too. So there, I, I guess I can understand why he's mad about that. Um, Twitter's going to find something to bitch about. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, right. I mean, I will say, um, you know, you you have the likes of Tony Khan, who originally had the women's match on the pre-show. The actual match that they had been building up for for a while now was on pre-show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he grew a fucking conscious. Let me tell you what I actually did. I fucking tagged that dumbass's ass after he made that nonchalant comment that double or nothing was better than WrestleMania. (laughs) This motherfucker had the gall to say double or nothing was better than WrestleMania. And I get it. He's allowed to say that. That's his company. Yeah. But but I did a little math. A little Steiner math. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, you, you he, might want to, oh, God, this for a second. Yeah, he was actually a little brutal with that comment. Like, it kicked his butt, or it's like it was, like, tore it up, or, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, some shit like that. So this is what I said to him. I got no likes, go nothing, but you know, this was actually a really fucking good tweet. At Tony Khan, 22 minutes, 10 seconds in your two women's matches for double or nothing. WrestleMania 36 total, five women matches, seven minutes, 50 seconds. That's one hour, 10 minutes, 50 seconds women of women's matches that had 15 women wrestling and progressing storylines. Keep your narrative there, bro. I gave oh. fucking facts. I literally <laughs> sat there and count, I, I added everything the fuck up over an hour and 10 minutes for women's matches. Now, were some matches better on AEW's Double or Nothing? Possibly. Do I watch it? No. no. Have I watched any clips? Yes. But, you know, if I, like I said, like if I wanted to watch Brody Lee and John Moxley fight, I would go back to 2016 when he was fighting, when they were fighting each other in WWE. That's nothing new. That's nothing exciting. Now, yeah. the, st- the Stampede match was, eh, I, the Boneyard match blew everything out of the water. 
Oh, sorry. It, I, I am biased on that, but that match was just fan-fucking-tastic. But the reason... The reason that, like, you know, everybody's, you know... Talking about Twitch and... Apparently, Cousin AJ... Let it slip that he tested positive for COVID last month. Okay. So... I honestly feel that if that didn't happen, Vince might not have a hornet up his ass. If it's true, like until there's an actual memo, I mean, yes, you have stars saying that, you know, it's true, it's true, it's true. But then you got people saying, you know, I'm just so fucking sick of all the negativity and all this stuff. It's just like, you know, it is frustrating to be a fan. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you defend WWE, well, you're in support of the devil. Honey, I'm gay. I'm going to hell anyway. What else can I do? All right. It's it's just frustrating that I can't (laughs) support the company that I love, that I've loved since 1986. And, you know, yes. Apparently, they do have transphobic assholes in the WWE. They do have homophobic people. They do have racist people. and They do have quote-unquote pedophiles, and we're not going to go there. I'll go there. But I'll say this right now. Anybody in any other company better have a spotless fucking past when it comes to bashing Vince McMahon. Because without Vince McMahon, there would be be no impact there would be no AEW so whoever does don't throw stones unless you're ready for your glass house to crumble too because Dixie Carter ain't no fucking saint Cody ain't no fucking saint God knows the money that they're using for AEW to fund it that's blood money coming from Saudi Arabia too so Nobody's fucking innocent in all of this. I'm just tired of the constant hate, the constant negativity for anybody that's a WWE fan. I mean, yeah. it, it's both sides, but like it, it, there's just so much piled on this. And I am a fan of Gail Kim. I think she's a fantastic wrestler. I have nothing against her. But when they proved and they had evidence that Tessa made racist comments, she was quiet. She actually defended Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. But the minute that somebody bashes WWE, she's, she jumps on it like, like there's no tomorrow. And I get it that she's angry, but y'all gotta let this anger the fuck go. You seriously fucking do. It is just, it is not fair for the fans to deal with your bitterness and your anger because we're we're trying to support you no matter what company you're in no matter if you're retired but if you keep bashing something that they love it's just gonna end badly and you're gonna have to block like a lot of superstars are blocking people i'm surprised i haven't been fucking blocked by like cody or any of them but you have to like you. You've seen my tweets. I have actually yeah. been straight up fucking 
truthful in everything that comes AEW's way. And I'll say shit about WWE too. I'm I'm an equal opportunity to call you the fuck outer. Do I think if this is true, then Vince fucked up. But if he finds a way to make it so they're not violating their contract and they both can make money, then 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 he can do that. And I'm pretty sure that him and Cat, like the company and Cameo, can actually work something the fuck out. But again, we don't know what's going on. I'm not a board member. Are you a board member? No. Kayla, are you a board member? No. Is any of your followers board members on Twitter? Yes. Exactly. So until we know what the fuck is going on, we we really need to stop passing judgment. And this actually does, you know, this does go back to with the whole, I'm sorry, I have to go there. This does go back to the whole speak out movement because everybody fucking jumped on Tyler Bate. And they're like, when are they going to get rid of Tyler? When are they going to get rid of Tyler? He tried to fuck a girl. She said no, and he walked away. That was the end of the story. But because he solicited her in a bar, he was a bad guy. Yet, Marty Scroll fucked a 16-year-old. Nobody bats an eye. <sighs> Yikes. It's just, I'm tired of the double standards. Yeah. Oh, it's no, no, no. I told so I, much. Yeah, it's like, it's like these days it's like you can't win one way or another so it's like i totally i totally get what you say about that i got a cute cameo story but i'm gonna let kayla get her thoughts in about what uh what happened today on the whole thing um jolie pretty much covered everything (laughs) um but no i will say as far as um i guess i can see a little bit how vince is reacting to it because obviously aj did you know, come out and say that even he kind of wants to keep that personal, which I understand. Um, but as far as the cameo and stuff, um, maybe, you know, I don't know how like some people charge, like if they charge more than, I don't know, possible. Or, oh, is it wizard, you know, outrageous amount to interact with fans, I guess, because I think they do, but they, he shouldn't set it down because it helps um, a way, like you said, in the pandemic, it's going to help, you know, wrestlers know that their fans still support them. Um, you know, so in a way, in a way, it's going to, you know, not just help the wrestlers realize they're not alone. It's going to help the fans as well. So, um, but like I said, Jolie pretty much covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah yeah okay so last week or the week before um jolie the three of us we have a a group text always going and jolie kind of let me know that um one of my favorite my one of my favorite wrestlers keith lee was now on cameo his original video price was almost 400 bucks like on brother what do you think Dropped it down to 109. So, but for 499, you could send a text and like a DM. And I was like, ah, right, let me give this, sh- let me give this a shot. I haven't told you to the story because I wanted to save it for the show. So I sent to him. I said, "Hi, Keith. I refer to you as my Texas brother when I tweet about you. Congrats on your monster raw debut. What a week you've had." 
And then I asked them, my question for you would be, if you could pick your first WrestleMania opponent, who would you choose? And so the very next morning, I did get a response back. He said, well, thank you very much. You honor me. Hmm. Three options. Either one of you want to take a guess at what the options would be? Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins. You only got one. Okay. Brock, okay, Brock is one, but Kayla, you want to take a shot at the other two? Um, or is Keith, I would say, I'm going to say maybe Roman Reigns. That's two. Or, oh, okay. Um, man, that's tough. Braun Strowman. Braun mm-hmm. Strowman could be one, Um, but I'm going to go with maybe either AJ Styles or The Undertaker. Nope. But, nope. Nope and nope. His friend. Oh, Dijakovic. I mean, Dijakovic. <laughs> he actually said he actually said Dijakovic first. He said Thomas Dijakovic, Roman Reigns, or Brock Lesnar. I was going, interesting. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, and then the three, and then me and Jolly before the show, we surprised Kayla with her very own cameo from Mr. Mojo Raleigh, the one who's uh, he, he could practically call you his promoter because you keep promoting on Twitter about like merchandise WWE shop needs to get him more merch definitely and once again um I just want to say thanks again for that that really have made my night so cool well, we we glad to put a smile on your face <laughs> all right so back to raw okay so Oscar needs a new uh challenger for the raw women's championship on Monday we saw Mickey James come out. We saw Natalia come out. And of course, with Natalia, you get Lana. I don't know about that. But it's just like. <laughs> oh, ugh. I just threw up my mouth. <laughs> God, give me Bobby Lashley over her any day. Do you send an ambulance to in, in Delaware? <laughs> I'm fine. I got a bucket. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so, Kayla, who do you really think should be uh, next to challenge Oscar? It's plain and simple. Um, the Queen of Spades herself, Shayna Baszler, altogether. Um, because when her and Oscar teamed up against Bailey and Sasha, a part of me just wanted to be like, I want to see Oscar and Shayna because I don't. They never really properly got that match. I don't even think they ever got that match in NXT. No. Um, so I've always kind of even, you know, the way Oscar is, the way she's in the ring, and the way Shayna is. Um, Shayna does call herself the um, submission magician. Ugh. Say that five times fast. Um, and then you got Oscar and her Oscar lock. So I would kind of love to see Shayna versus Oscar for the championship and kind of make it a submission match because I think that would be a really good match considering they both are pretty well dominant in the submission area. So Queen of Spades, baby. Shayna Baszler. Queen of Spades all day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jolie? Well, I'm looking forward to actually seeing uh, Mickey James and Asuka, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I know it's not going to be a long feud. I just think that it's going to be actually a great uh, match because it's definitely one of those those matches that you want to see. 
Mm-hmm. And I think did they not didn't they not have a match? Did they have a match in NXT at one point? Yeah, I think when the Nikki Nikki was just coming back, um, she did challenge Oscar at a takeover. So yeah, like I I would definitely love to see that go off again. And I do agree that Shayna should be up for the title picture, but um I think it's time for the uh EST to get her match it's time it's time because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she goes here now bianca fucking belair needs to be the next one in line i'm sorry i love the queen but she held that title for way too long down in nxt and it's time for miss belair to get that gold around her waist because she's the fastest the strongest the everything <laughs> i i don't know what she says i'm sorry i'm tired all right D- quick, quick, quick disclaimer, y'all. It is uh, 1 a.m. Uh, on the East Coast on Saturday morning, September 5th. I got off work at 10 o'clock. I'm tired, y'all. I'm tired. So excuse my brain for farting multiple times. My mouth don't catch up all the time. But yes, I want Bianca Belair to be up in there for the title. And then then we can have a triple threat between Bianca, Shayna, and Asuka and just give us all something to fucking feast on. And side note, can we just get, you know, Peyton to get her ass kicked by Billy for throwing her into the pit against Marina and Jessamine? Just just putting that out there. Because poor yeah. Billy, man, she just got her fucking bell rung. And then, you know, you've got Shane McMahon, you know, mimicking some of those creepy fucking... Fan photos. Fan photos with... with Peyton, I'm fucking cracking up because she looked like she was just like so uncomfortable. Right. But yeah, so yes. <laughs> those those two need to fight and uh give us more raw underground with women because that's fucking sick. Yeah, that's definitely picking up and everything. And yeah, poor Billy Kay. <laughs> it's like their night was rocked already. I, I we'll get in the we're, we're going to get into tag teams later, but I know Kayla was happy that the Iconics lost that match. That's said. <laughs> I don't know. The no. Carolina boss lady might have a change of heart, but we'll never know. We'll find out. All right, what is it? No. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. No, we'll wait to the tag team. We'll wait to the tag team. That's all we're going to say. We'll go wait to the tag team. There is no way in hell the boss lady would like anything that the Iconics do except relieve the fucking company. Bong. We'll wait to the tag team. That's all I'm going to say. And you'll find my reasons. Okay. Uh, But as far as, like, my answer and everything, I am with you 1,000% jolly because it's like when Oscar was coming out there wanting a new champion, I was like, Bianca, give me Bianca, give me Bianca, and she never came out. I was like, what the hell, people? What are you waiting for? Pull the trigger. Give this woman her title match already. It's like, damn. Okay. So, little side note here. I forgot to actually get into this last week and everything, but surprisingly enough, the latest People magazine ended up on my front, ended up in my mailbox, the one with the Bella twins on it. And they introduced us to the, the baby boys and everything. And I know, um, and I know, Kaylee, you said something before about like you hope uh, Bree didn't pick out any crazy name for their for their child. Mhm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm well aware of what they are. 
but hey, it's I'm not making fun of them. I'm very, you know, very happy for both of them, especially Nikki, because I know she's been, you know, wanting the child for the long time. So yeah. as much as crazy as they are, but spill it, cat. Come on. No, 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 but it's like, okay, but it's like for Brie and everything, at least these are like related to like grandparents and everything like that. Yeah. It's like, because it's like when you first look at it, it's like, I'm looking at this and it's like, I'm bleeding buddy dessert, but apparently it's not dessert, it's dessert, because apparently her grandmother's maiden name was French. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the first name's from his, uh, his grandfather, I think. Yeah. And then... Did y'all hear the clip the other day where uh, Nikki was trying to pronounce her son's middle name from her podcast, and she was like, she was like messing it up a little bit, and Bree was like getting onto her, like going, "You gotta learn how to say your son's, you gotta learn how to say your son's name, Mateo Artemov, Mateo Artemovich Chvensev, Artemovich, excuse me. Yeah, I can't even remember that. Hey, what are you talking about? Making fun of Nikki like that? Mateo Artemovich Chavensev. And poor, poor Nikki, she's going to be without uh, Artem for a little bit because he's going to be back on Dancing with the Stars. So, um, y'all probably think. Um, he's not dancing with Carol Baskin, is he? Because she might oh. feed his ass to a tiger. I actually don't know who he's dancing with because they're not announcing the pairings until the premiere. Fuck you, Carol Baskin. We know what you did with your husband, you sick bitch. Yeah, I can't believe she's on the show. She fucking fed him to the fucking tigers. Wait, she really is on the show? I thought that was a joke. No, so she's on the she, fucking she's show. She's on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. I just thought that was a joke. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. No jokes. No jokes. She is actually competing on Dancing with the Stars. And Nikki's letting Artem go. She needs to put her foot down. Nikki, dear, if she's she if if Carol gets near Artem, her restraining order. It's very quick. It's very easy. Just say that she threatened him with a tiger. Everybody knows she did it. The judge will grant it right away. I promise you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it's like. I thought they they went controversial last year was having Sean Spicer on there and then of course they upped the ante this year and I was like well, and not to mention after they uh canned the host. <laughs> Alright, back to the back to the topics. <laughs> All right, y'all probably think we're nuts for waiting this long to talk about it, but a lot happened this week and so but this was definitely a major storyline. Super Tuesday, main event, sixty minute our four way fatal four way Iron Man match. To crown a new NXT champion. Damn, that was a match. And of course, during the day, some spoiler always has to come out. But during the day, I don't know if y'all saw the spoiler, but they said it wasn't going to end with a champion being crowned. Two guys were going to tie, and then the champion would be crowned next week. So I was like, going, "All right, let me see. Let me see who's going to tie and everything." I was hoping it was going to be Finn and Tommaso, but I got one of them right. So we get to the end, and it's actually Finn and Adam Cole who tied it up, and they're going to fight on Tuesday. So, Kayla, what was your thoughts about the match? And this might be an obvious answer for you, but still, who's? A bit, I still have to ask, who's, who's your pick? Um, It's kind of funny about this, because when I was at work, all I thought about Tuesday was the Fatal 4-Way. 
um, it was like, who's going to win? Who's going to, and then something popped in my head that I didn't see no spoiler or anything. I didn't see anything before going into work. I didn't see anything after. Um, and the first thing that popped in my head was, it's going to be a sudden death match. And I kept thinking about it all night. And I said, okay, it's going to come because I did see a picture where Adam Cole and Finn Balor did the two sweet sign. And I'm thought to myself some more. It's going to end up being Adam Cole and Finn Balor tie it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Go home, pull the match up. And I was like, wait, sudden death, Adam Cole, Finn Balor. What the heck? So um, as far as that match went, um, I was very impressed. Everybody worked their butts off for it. Um, Part of me kind of wanted to see, you know, like you said, Kat, uh, Chimpa and Balor. But in a way, I think Adam Cole versus Finn Balor would be a little bit more interesting since they got the, um, I guess you say, history. And as far as my winner, I am going to say on Tuesday night, we are going to hear, and the new NXT champion, Finn Balor. And he's going to join. So submit, submit, submit. Oh, my goodness. Kayla <laughs> worked to- late, too, so she, she's tired as well. Submission Samoa. Okay, no, he is going to become a two-time NXT champion along Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Sorry, Samoa Joe and Shinsuke, I put your names together. I was trying to rename you. Uh, <laughs> but no, definitely Finn Balor, so. Okay. Like I said, obvious, but I had to... Hey, I can go for Adam Cole. I'm just kidding. No, Finn Balor. <laughs> That's win. I will riot if Adam Cole gets it again. <laughs> the WWE will get a crazy article and I'll keep tagging them until they block me. That's how angry I would be about it. <laughs> Challenge. Uh, Hang so- on. Test me, WWE. Just try me. Try me. <laughs> so, Jolie, I actually saw you tweet out and everything. You were actually happy about the ending, right? Fuck Yes. One, because I don't see Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa right now being the face of NXT. I feel that it does come down to Adam Cole and Finn Balor. Now, this could go one of two ways. And I'll say this. That match gave us everything, and anybody that bitched about it beforehand can go suck a duck. (laughs) Uh, Because it gave us a lot of fucking near falls. Like, that... What they hit like all their fucking finishers on everybody, and like a just kept kicking out, and like it's like you held your breath the entire time. Mm-hmm. And this is also coming from somebody that was flipping channels between that and a hockey game, so I was holding my breath both fucking times. Um, with that being said, okay, like I said, this could go one of two ways. Now we have Finn winning and Adam Cole either joins faction and leaves UE or they break off and go up to main roster or Adam Cole wins and Finn goes back to main roster. Hmm. Um, I would honestly like them to give the title to Finn because he has been putting everybody the fuck over. He put over, he put over Dexter Loomis 
Um, even though he wasn't the one that tapped out, he put him over in that match. Um, he put over fucking Velveteen Dream, for Christ's sake. And you must have known how much that pissed him off, apparently. I mean, we saw the tweets. Mm-hmm. He has... His match with Thatcher at TakeOver 30 was just a fucking classic. I mean, I don't understand how people can, like, just say, well, Finn can't do it. No, Finn Finn is better than 95% of the company that sounds like root beer. Um, I would like to see Finn go back up to main roster, and I would like to see him either team with or feud against the Monday Night Messiah, Finn Balor. Um, yeah, Finn Balor. <laughs> the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. Hmm. Just because, one, I want Seth away from the Mysterio family. As much as I love watching Dominic wrestle, I think he needs to be pushed away from them for a while. Plus, you know, with his one disciple, Austin Theory, going back to NXT, um, him scalding Buddy Murphy like a dog that pissed in the corner. Uh, yeah, he just needs something. And I will say this about the match, um, the triple threat match Monday night with him, Keith Lee, and Randy Orton. That had to be some of Seth's best fucking work, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I, I just feel like Finn, Finn has been putting a lot of people over, and I feel that if he comes back to main roster, I would like to see him either be the one that puts out Seth Rollins or challenges Drew McIntyre for the title. Okay, so you're you're picking Finn. I'm picking Finn overall, but I could see it going so many different ways if they did it right and wrote it right, or you know if they hired us. <laughs> hmm. first thing i'm thinking about for tuesday is hmm i wonder if pat mcafee's available to come distract cole <laughs> i don't want to see pat mcabitch anywhere near an nxt ring ever the fuck again but if what i'm reading is true i'll need a lot more alcohol when it comes time to wrestlemania 37 37 it's gonna go out that far there's rumors that he wants Triple H at WrestleMania. Oh, oh, oh. Like okay. I said, I need alcohol and lots of it, and I don't drink. You've been needing alcohol all week with the Flyers. I need a fucking Xanax for the Flyers. Uh, uh, well, it's definitely three for three because it's like I don't want Adam Cole getting the title back and everything, so... Finn, please take care of business and take shut that boy up, please. Okay, so been touching on this a little bit all over the um all show long, and it's like on Monday nights, it's like you keep seeing the same Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza matches, and the women's tag teams are like disbanding. And some of most of them are like makeshift ones, and then and then on Friday nights it's like another makeshift team is holding the titles over there, and so a lot of chaos is going on right now with the tag teams, 
in the women's division and on Monday nights on Raw and SmackDown. So it's like, it's like the tag teams on like, like life support. What's going on? Well, it's no surprise that Vince is not a fan of tag teams as Twitter lets us know every fucking day. Um, honestly, I just feel that unfortunately when it comes to tag teams, it, there's just something missing. And honestly, I feel that it's the Usos. Jimmy and Jay just bring a spark to the, the division. Same with the uh, New Day. There's mm-hmm. just something about them that brings a spark. Now, with the women, unfortunately, it's you have to decide what's more important. And unfortunately, it's like either going for the single title or the tag titles. And right now, you have the Riot Squad together, and you've got the Iconic split apart which was iconic in its own right. Um, you've got Bianca kind of feuding with Selena. Asuka is without her Kyrie. We have the divorce. And we've, we, we already had the other divorce. So both, both partners are split up. You know, you got the Charlotte Becky divorce and the, the Bailey Sasha divorce. So it's like, you know, that's all gone. So they are kind of lax, but it's been a lot more focused on singles wrestling. And it's also storyline. With tag teams, it's just the stories haven't been there like they used mm-hmm. to be in the past. Yeah. When, when you think of tag teams, there's three that will automatically come to anybody that's from the 90s. And that is Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, and Edge and Christian. There is just something about those three teams. And can anybody else name any other team during that time period? No. So, like, there are a set, like, if there's a set of team, then there's there's always been makeshift teams to go after them. Like, Right to Censor and um, New Age Outlaws, even though they weren't makeshift. You got the New Age Outlaws, DX. Like, factions right. within factions. So, it's like, it wasn't just strictly tag teams it was you know all involved and people are now saying with the release of aop you know uh, it's a blow to the division but it's not a blow to the division and i'll say it like this they had a good stint in nxt that's it they got up to main roster just like sanity they fizzled out there's just some there's just a disconnect with certain factions, certain groups that when they come from main roster when they come from NXT and they shift over to the main roster to a bigger stage, it just doesn't resonate over. Luckily, that didn't happen with the Street Profits. Like they they have such a following, it came over. Same thing with the Viking Raiders. They have a following, it kind of came over. Now, they do do some goofy-ass shit, like with the chicken or the turkey leg, <laughs> which really wants me, to make, wants me to get a fucking turkey leg next time I go to Six Flags. But, they, I mean, they do do goofy shit, but there's still epic matches between Garza and Andrade versus the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders. And now, 
And now there's another tag team that we need to think about, another faction we need to think about that could be thrown in the mix because you know they want gold. The Hurt Business. I, yeah, I was just thinking about them. I was like, well, I don't know why they haven't stepped up yet, but they're, they're, I have a feeling. The US title. I have a feeling that they will. So it's like they're going to throw their, their ring in the hat. And you know, like, there are teams. Mm-hmm. But it's just right now, I think with the storylines that are in play, people can't be patient because there's so much information. It was so much fucking simpler back in the late 90s, early 2000s when we had MySpace and YouTube. Hmm. And Twitter and Facebook were in their infancies. Where when you wanted to bitch at a superstar, you had a right to the magazines. I mean, these kids, they have no idea the shit that we had to go through to bitch at a superstar. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Damn. Oh, well, you want to say that three months later? See, there's my letter. Fuck you. <laughs> and, and, and here's another thing. And I do wish they would let them bring the signs back in because the signs are fun. But when you really wanted to get, like, go watch late 90s wrestling and the amount of fucking signs. You could not see a single fucking person in the upper rows at all if it wasn't for something because of the signs. And, like, you know, that's how you cuss them out. You didn't do it on Twitter. You had Y2J, you're a fucking dick. Or. Show me the puppies or fuck you, JR. Like, you know, that was how we as fans expressed our either satisfaction or dissatisfaction, our anger, our, our whatever. It's like, but now it's like, it's everything's bam, 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 instant. Okay. You got JD from NY that had a fucking cornea on bitching about NXT, I guess about the match screaming and like you know his face is like all turning around like is he alive is he dying over there what did he shit himself like what the fuck is going on i mean i know i talk a lot but i you you will all stop me if i ever get that far i mean he Mm -hmm. he needs he needs somebody like you know to shock him when he gets that way he just needs somebody in the corner that goes "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh oh jd needs to malfunction You just shock his fucking ass. Like, but it's, it just, it sucks that the tag storylines aren't fitting in right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there are so many great singles competitors. And I think that's the one thing that people like, are like, well, we need tag teams, tag teams. Okay. We get that. But who? All right. Well, let's just throw ricochet and ali or alexander together make them into something okay well who are they going to feud with the hurt business have you seen bobby fucking lashley (laughs) look i might not like how he talks in ring i might not like his storylines but i can be the first one to goddamn step up and say that dude is a fucking beast he could probably knock lesnar the fuck out in a in a actual match which still needs happen by the way so i respect lashley and everything that i expect i respect all of them i enjoy watching me again fucking shred shelton benjamin on twitter i think that's just the highlight of a fucking day but 
It's like you they they want one storyline. Well, well, if you want tag teams, but we want this. Dear internet wrestling community, yes, sometimes you get what you ask for. We got Seth Rollins beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 35. We got Kofi beating Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35. We got Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey main eventing WrestleMania 35 and Becky Lynch winning both titles. They can't always give us what we want to paraphrase the Rolling Stones. You have to let storylines build. You have to let things fester. People, people bitching about this whole, the Sasha and Bailey taking too long. I don't think it went long enough, to be perfectly honest. I think it could have gone just a little bit longer, a little bit farther, and had Sasha be the reason why Bailey lost her title. But storylines need to grow. And when it's something that's malfeasant and you know, like, like Seth Rollins, his storyline has to fester, has to upset you, piss you off to a point where when he finally gets what he, you explode with joy. Like when, even though it was a crazy whirlwind of a match and Buddy Murphy fucked up, but when he pinned Seth, that was like elation. That was so fucking awesome. So, like, you know when it's time for Seth to go out on paternity leave, a lot of us are going to be having so much fun with that one. Because I heard that he could be leaving as early as October. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, well, it would be the final stretch. That and with everything with COVID and spikes actually in Iowa... So everything to keep mm. Becky safe and the family safe. Um, so yeah, the, it's 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 weird the waves that this storm of COVID is happening. Like it started on the coasts, which made sense. I mean, Florida is just fucking Florida. It's like a dick. It just dips itself wherever it wants to go and just keeps getting infected. Um, and then it spread to the Midwest. And, like, you know, there's still some states, and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, we're fine, then it spreads some more. And it's just, it's just, people just need to play it safe. And in all honesty, I think, you know, the Thunderdome has been one of the coolest experiences I've ever seen. They've actually definitely fixed, like, you know, some of the idiocracies of the jackasses that were there, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the Ku Klux Klan and, like, the, the um, what was the other one? Like oh, the Chris, a, the, Chris, the Chris Benoit or the, the quote-unquote beheading, which actually turned out to be somebody slaughtering a pig. No. Or, you know, Kenny Omega, who actually said he was there. So whether that's true or not, I mean, it, he could have been him. It could have just been a picture. I don't know. But <laughs> if Kenny Omega really showed up for that, this really goes back to your theory, Kayla, that they're in fucking cahoots. <laughs> Like, seriously? At this rate, I just don't know because, like I said, it's just lately n- everything is adding up. It's not adding up. Like like I said, oh, Make they just... Sense. Yeah, it's making, you know, like, oh, I just left WWE. Three months later, I'm in AEW. You know, it's like, 
okay, but yet certain people still have terms with WWE that's on AEW. So I'm going to say this nicely, WWE, AEW, before you get caught, I love you both to death. But if you're in this together, speak now or forever hold your peace. This is Chris Hansen on how to catch a predator. <laughs> All right. So, Kayla, since you're unmuted and everything, all right, give us your spill on the tag teams and everything. Are they on life support? And all right, okay, so what your true feelings about the Iconics? Okay, while well, I was at work today, um, of course, I do my notes and stuff when we do have some downtime. Um, I basically just started writing down all the tag teams that I know existed. Um, obviously, I had to mark the AOP off, which I'm going to miss them because I found out in your message you sent that they were released, so I marked them out. And then I had to turn around and mock out Bailey and Sasha because obviously they're broken up. So, um, so I was just thinking about it. I put like all your possible tag teams um, down for Raw. Obviously, is Street Profits and Viking Raiders. They do make it entertained, entertaining. Um, I do love them to death. Um, I guess as far as Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, mm-hmm. Or a tag team. Um, obviously, right now, until he leaves to go be with Becky and be there for the baby, you got Rollins and Murphy, which, in a way, let's go ahead and mark that off, too, while I'm there. Um, <laughs> then you got Cedric and Ricochet, which, how much longer is that really going to last? Makes you kind of wonder. Um, yeah, exactly. Then you got the Hurt Business, which right now seems to be rising above. Um, so that's what you have for Raw. Okay, SmackDown. If correct me if I missed anybody, but with the Usos and the New Day being out, Forgotten Sons have been forgotten. Um, so thank God. <laughs> so the tag teams that I have written down for SmackDown: Heavy Machinery, mm-hmm. Cesaro and Nakamura, and Miz and Morrison. Where's the SmackDown tag teams? Which uh, yes, I guess you could. Kind of, sort of, count with the house party still? Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Lucha house party. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, okay. Lucha. Okay. Far as the women's riot squad, thank you for bringing the riot squad back together. I was so unhappy when they split them up to begin with. I'm just happy that Ruby and Liv are back. Oh, no. Natalia and <coughs> Lana. Um, <laughs> and our jester just threw up in the bucket again. <laughs> Um, and I guess right now you can include Jax and Baszler. Uh, of course, Bailey and Sasha has been broken up. Um, little kind heart here. Yes, I was ecstatic that the Iconics broke up because they were the most annoying to me as they could be. Every time I heard that music, Iconic! I did not want... Exactly. I just, no. They, I just never was a fan. I never cared about them. Didn't want anything to do with them. But then and again, I think about it tonight. I kind of felt bad for the women's division. Tag team. Not mm-hmm. for them or for the tag team because if you have these women tag team titles, you need tag, you need 
people as a tag team to get those titles. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like Jolie has said, you know, Vince is not big on it, but why have a tag titles if you don't really have a team? So, am I happy the Iconics are no longer the Iconics? Yes. Am I upset that they kind of destroyed the women's division? Yes. For the titles? Yeah, I am. But um, maybe now that the Iconics are separated and they go solo, maybe I might start like, no, 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 that's too much. No. I ain't going to be that nice. No, 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 that's too much. But no, um, I am a little, when I was doing my notes, I kind of do kind of feel sorry for the Iconics a little bit because of with them not being a tag team so they can go towards it. Because we did lose Asuka's Kyrie, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love the Kabuki Warriors. Um, but is is tag team on life support? Eh, no, not really. Could they maybe use some more for some more competition? Yeah. Um, but I'm nicely going to agree with Jolie. What we're really missing is the Usos and the New Day, regardless if it's the war paint. Or it's the penitentiary. Or New Day's out there throwing pancakes or throwing shirts at Corey every time or trying to knock them out. I mean, regardless of what it is, they keep you entertained. And I One think of these days, Corey's going Corey's to Corey's throw back. Corey's going to throw back and Corey's just going to get up there and just <laughs> knock them out. But... um. But no, if you ever, I don't know if you all listen to After the Bell, I'll give you something kind of funny. Um, they had, I need to catch up on that, by the way. Sorry, Corey. I, I've been a poor, horrible podcast listener. I haven't been listening to your podcast. I'm like literally like 21 episodes behind. Um, yeah, I kind of got busy. For, but no, he had um, the New Day on there one day. And um, he actually brought up how he's always getting hit. And he says, you all have a session with me. And Big E goes, oh, yeah. I you know, he, they, were, they were joking around with it. So, <laughs> But I agree with Jolie. What we're missing is the Usos in the New Day because regardless if their face or heel, they bring the joy out. They've always got right. the fans going. So life is – the tag team is not dead, but it just needs those sparks back. So Kofi, mm-hmm. Xavier, I know, Xavier, I know you have the Achilles injury. Kofi, both speedy recovery to both you. Jimmy, hurry the hell back. We need the Usos back. Um, but no, that's. But yeah, and then yeah. Vince McMahon, and Vince, please just stop throwing tag teams together. I mean, probably right now they are dominant. Nia Jackson, Shayna, are probably a good tag team. But why Natalia and Lana? Natalia's better than that. Could have gave her with Mickey James, somebody. Just, okay. just put in two paws. That's fine. <laughs> That's honestly, honestly, the way she put some of those pictures on there and the looks that she gives her on social media, I promise you, two paws could probably do some serious knocking out in that ring. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> no, but it's like, yeah, I was shocked to hear about AOP, and it's like they have like a good running first. I mean, they were able to get the tag titles. I think, Jolie, you told me, like, on text message, their best run was when they were with Drake. 
Maverick as a, as their manager and everything. Well, I mean, when they had uh, what Paul Paul I think was his name, the manager back when they were authors of Pain in NXT, that was good. But when they got to main roster, them with Drake was better than theirs with uh, um, Seth because to me it felt like they're playing off the fears of the like of society with like the foreigners and them speaking in accent uh, in their um, native language and having the subtitles and it's just like y'all are really going to play that card right now yeah okay whatever <laughs> yeah and then um yeah and i think mainly their run on the main roster mainly just got derailed uh, due to the injuries and everything so that was very unfortunate um but, Joel, you brought this up earlier. If you ever have a chance, go to YouTube and just look up Haka, H-A-K-A. It is, like, the most, like, breathtaking, awe-inspiring dance, ritual, rituals and dance you'll ever see. I see, it's like, every time I see one or hear one and everything, it's like, it just gives me chills. Oh, I, so I watch it all the time. Um, I watch a show... It's a New Zealand-based uh, soap opera called Shortland Street. Um, mm-hmm. I watch it, uh, the YouTube clips, but um, I've seen them do um, speak in Maori. I think is the language. I'm not. I, I, I don't think so. Want, yeah. I don't want to upset any Islanders. I really don't. Um, but it's like I've seen that, and I've seen. Um, I watch the rugby players when they do it. Uh, funerals. When Christ's Church in Australia got shot, I watched a haka for them, and it brought me to tears. So it's like, I think it's one of the the most awe-inspiring, like he's an awe-inspiring, coolest thing. I think, actually, one of the coolest ones I ever seen was one at a wedding. I I saw that one. I saw the, I think I know which one. I think and it's I, like, I know, you know, it's like, which one you're talking about. It's like, it's scary, but cool and it's like all right i dig it i dig it <laughs> all right but i will end it on this note with the tag teams and everything okay it is time that the women's tag team titles make their way to nxt because it's like there's so much more potential right now for like runs with the tag titles over there and everything Somehow, some way, the, t- the women's tag titles need to make their way to over to NXT and stay there for a while while they get all the single stuff on the main roster sorted out. Yes, I- boss? Uh, well, I'm thinking about titles when you said tag team titles for the women needs to go to NXT. Um, it made me think of something else. Another idea to maybe bring it back to life. How about the 24-7 title? have it being defended on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Make it a little bit more excitement. I mean, damn it. Our truth is no, 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 damn it. Our truth is a 39-time champion. I mean, come on. By the end of the by the end of this year, he's gonna be a 60-time. I mean, come on. <laughs> there is seriously nobody that is more entertaining than our truth and Watching him with Shayna Baszler on the bump and watching them on the Raw Talk, dude, he can make he can make Satan laugh. I swear to God. 
He does. He does. But I do admit, I think Shayna scares him, though. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. No, I, I honestly don't think Shayna scares him. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. All right, well, I guess we'll go ahead and leave it there and everything because all of us are getting punchy and everything. But, yeah, they need to shake up the tag They need to shake up the tag divisions, the tag team divisions, one way or another. When will it happen? I guess we'll wait and find out. I swear she's not drunk, folks. <laughs> wait, who? Me? No, cat. You slow. Oh. <laughs> like, a, it's like, it, it, I'm in Texas. I'm in Texas. I'm an hour behind y'all, and it's like I'm like feeling it already. So it's like, honey, it's t- eleven minutes to two on my side. <laughs> so I know I'm an hour behind y'all. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time, and that's all the topics, and, and that's all we have for this week's of episode of Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next time as the Takeover continues. Have a good one. 